0: Are you serving your clients or are you re-traumatizing your clients? Now this may seem like an absurd question to ask and yet more and more people are experiencing trauma or being re-traumatized by the people they've trusted for support. In this episode, I talk about trauma projection and how this has become a rampant issue in our world. Tune in and learn why trauma is part of the human experience examples of how people can experience trauma or re-traumatization within different healing spaces the difference between reactivity and responsivity 12 symptoms of unresolved trauma and suggestions to help you begin addressing and resolving your trauma now if you have yet to read my book potent leadership I highly recommend doing so. My book, Potent Leadership, is available on Amazon and on Audible. Grab the book or grab more info at PotentLeadership.com. Now, whether you are a loyal listener or you're brand new to the podcast, please take a moment to download a few episodes and drop a rating and review on iTunes and or Spotify. Now it is time to understand what it means to lead with unresolved trauma. Beyond the narrative, underneath the veil of illusion, and deep within your center, therein lies potent truth. Welcome to Potent Truth, where today's leaders, changemakers, and light carriers come together to question the narrative, arrive at potent truth, and lead with sovereignty. What is potency? It's who you are beneath the masks, facades and protective gear. It's the medicine humanity yearns for, cries out for, prays for and needs. Your potency is what sets you apart, magnetizes your following and creates movements. Join me, Ruby Framon, for weekly guidance channeled messages and potent conversations that will take you on a journey of self-discovery. I am here to guide you to a place of unraveling the programming that's been keeping us stuck for generations, unlocking potent truth and expressing it through sovereign leadership. It's time for change. It's time for potent truth. There is a lot of trauma projection in our world today and not enough trauma work. And I mean real trauma work. And this is happening within every space of humanity, including the healing space, including the coaching space, including the plant medicine space. People are projecting their traumas onto others and bypassing the work that they need to do and swapping that out in exchange for labels and identities as a way to protect how they're being seen, to control how they're being perceived. And this is not okay, because what this is doing is it's just amplifying trauma within our collective. It's re-traumatizing people. The people that we trust to go to, to do this work, are actually creating more trauma, are actually re-traumatizing the people that they're serving. And this is not okay. This is not leadership. We hear a lot about projecting in our world today. And there's a lot of projecting taking place. And trauma projection is really coming from a place of unresolved trauma. So trauma projection is the equivalent to unresolved trauma. So those who are projecting trauma into our world, into their social media, into their coaching containers, into their plant medicine spaces or meditation circles, this is actually their unresolved trauma that is coming to the surface. We also see this with the reactivity that we are experiencing in this world. Right? There's a lot of people reacting and not enough people responding. And you have probably experienced this firsthand yourself. I know I have, because at the end of the day, beneath the label labels that we want to don, we are human beings, right? We are human beings with trauma. We are human beings with experiences, with journeys, and we have a lot within us that is begging for our attention. So, Maybe you've experienced this before, you're reading something on social media, scrolling through, you see a post and it triggers you. You immediately feel angry or upset or as if this person is targeting you in the post. Like you feel personally targeted by what it is that you're reading and you react in the comments. Your thumbs move quicker than you can actually think and you press enter and it's out there. Reactivity. We all have done this. We're all guilty of it. It happens. What matters is that we are humble enough to admit that we've done this and that we become self aware enough to recognize when it happens. Now, we cannot go through life and avoid being triggered. And when we are triggered, you know, there's the common argument that's taking place nowadays. And it's like, if someone triggers me, is it their responsibility or my responsibility? And there's a lot more nuance to this. It's not as simple as that, right? As space holders, as leaders, as coaches, as facilitators, as plant medicine practitioners, like we have a responsibility within the spaces that we hold, within the containers that we create. Anyone who runs a service-based business, you have a responsibility to the people that you're serving. And it's your responsibility to ensure that you are showing up responsibly and not reacting in the spaces that you create. The reactivity that we're seeing is really due to unresolved trauma in our collective. And the reactivity right now is being amplified due to what's going on in our world. And we can't deny that there's a bunch of shit being stirred up in our world right now. There's a lot of people trying to manipulate the way in which we are operating in humanity. And that is triggering a lot of people's traumas to come to the service. Hence why we are seeing an increase of trauma in the personal and spiritual development spaces. And I know I'm not the only one who has noticed this. I've had so many conversations about this with people that I know. And I've seen it and witnessed it and experienced it myself. Here's the thing you need to understand. Just because you have done the work for years doesn't mean that you are immune to your own unresolved trauma. And just because you've done the work for years doesn't mean that you are healed of your unresolved trauma. You can be a coach. You can be a healer. You can be a wellness practitioner, a plant medicine facilitator, any sort of space holder or other holistic service provider, and have thousands or maybe hundreds of thousands of followers, have a massive business, and claim to be conscious as fuck, yet still have trauma that you need to face. And this is where the humility comes in. This is what I talk about in my book, Potent Leadership. This is why I always say, It's so important to be humble in the work that we do, especially as leaders. I have worked with dozens upon dozens of clients who have come to me after experiencing trauma or being re traumatized in other containers, whether it's like a coaching container, a business coaching container, a mastermind, a breath work group, a plant medicine space but they've experienced being traumatized or re-traumatized and it's not okay. And what I've noticed, um, is happening is, and and I'm going to name off a few things and, and maybe you have experienced this yourself. And I also want you to reflect on if you have done this yourself in the spaces that you hold. Um, so sometimes clients come to me saying that, The other containers that they were in, they were often told that they're wrong, that something's wrong with them, or that the fact that they're not getting results is their fault. Now, again, there's nuance to everything, right? Like, of course, if you're not doing the work, if you're not integrating and you're not getting results, there's a reason. There's your own self-responsibility. But if you're doing all the things and you're still not getting the results, or you have this resistance to doing the things. And that's why you're not getting results. There's something deeper at play and being told that it's all your fault isn't really addressing what's truly going on here. Another example is when coaches or facilitators are not really hearing them. Like the clients feel like they're not being heard. Like they'll communicate how they feel. and they're whoever's facilitating the space will listen, but they won't actually hear them. That's not okay. And then they're gaslit, right? That's not okay. Another example is being told that it has to be done a certain way, like the cookie cutter way. And if you're not doing it this way, you're wrong. Again, not okay. It's, it's the main reason why I created my group program, Potent Leaders, because I was so tired of business coaches telling clients that this is the way, and if you're not doing this way, doing it this way, you're not gonna be successful. I was so tired of hearing that because every single human being is unique and needs to be treated that way. So if you've ever if you ever been in a container where you're told it has to be this certain way, and if you're not doing it this way, you're wrong, that's not okay. Um, also, and this is very common, people being pressured into making decisions out of a traumatized state, right? So when someone is perhaps on a sales call with you and they get you to that really traumatic state, that that pain point, and they keep you there, and then they say like, okay, so now is the time to enroll. And they put a time crunch on it. Look, I'm all for offering a timeline. I think it's very clean when we let potential clients know, Hey, like if you could let me know by Monday, that would be amazing because then both parties have an expectation. It feels like a really clean container. However, and this, this is something I experienced actually. I'll share this story. I remember being on a call with a very, very, very well-known coach in the industry. Uh, and he was selling me into his offer. This is very early on in my coaching career. I think it was in the first like one or two years of me doing this work. And I was genuinely interested. Like I wanted to work with him. And he told me all about it. And then he said, it's $7,000. And again, like I genuinely, genuinely wanted to do this. And yet, I wanted to discuss it with my husband. FYI. You need to allow people to discuss it with their partners. There's nothing wrong with it. My husband and I have a very healthy relationship. Our agreement is that we always just discuss big investments and we always support each other in making really good decisions. So when I told him this, he immediately went into the argument of being independent, making a decision for myself. And that if that was the case, okay. But after I think I can't remember, I think he said 12 hours, the price is going to go up to $10,000. That made me decide, no, fuck no, this is not for me. That comment he made to me with the time constraint, like right now it's $7,000, 12 hours from now, it's going to be $10,000. Like why? Ha, why is it going to increase by by that much i don't understand it didn't make any sense to me at all it felt like pressure this is traumatizing for a lot of people and yet people continue to practice running their businesses this way filling their programs this way it's not okay and another example is when people are being pushed into their traumas too fast. This usually happens with facilitators, practitioners, healers who are not trauma informed. They might be trauma aware, meaning they're aware of trauma. They, their egos may want to help heal their clients without taking into consideration that how they're doing so is not responsible. So they're pushing their clients to the edges way too fast. If we simplify what trauma is, it's, it's an experience that is too much, too soon, too fast. It's something that is so overwhelming to the body that our body, our mind body creates a trauma response. So to push your client into that trauma response too quickly is reactivating that trauma. It's re-traumatizing the individual. And then what? And then your client's going to go into a trauma state And you can't work with them. And then you leave them, right? This is happening far too often. And again, like this is not okay. Like we are the people who other people come to to hold space for them. As a leader, you need to understand that beneath the title that you choose to take on, whether it is coach, healer, plant medicine facilitator, shaman, space holder, whatever the fuck it is, beneath that label, beneath that identity, you are a human being. We are all humans being on this journey. And the journey to being human is messy as fuck. And every day that you live on this earth, you are faced with the possibility of experiencing another trauma in your life or being re-traumatized. It happens. This is part of the journey of being human. And you need to understand that every day that you are here, there is a possibility that you will either accumulate new traumas or be re-traumatized. And to face that truth with humility and compassion because there's nothing wrong with trauma. Trauma often comes with a stigma. There's nothing wrong with it. It just is. It's part of being human. The other thing you need to understand is that there are layers to trauma and there are depths to the inner work, right? when we usually begin doing the inner work, that work on ourselves, we start at the most superficial layer, and then we go deeper, and then we go deeper, and then we go deeper, because we gain the ability, with each layer that we work through, we gain the ability to go deeper. The same with trauma. So our bodies, our mind body, so this isn't, you know, when it comes to trauma, it's not just about the mind, it's not just about the body, it's the mind body, it's the soma our somas are extremely, extremely intelligent. They're intelligently designed, intelligently wired so that when we experience a trauma, our mind body will create a trauma response to protect us. And oftentimes that trauma response will prevent us from fully experiencing something. And that, again, is to protect us in that moment because if we were to fully experience that something, it would be too much, too fast, too soon, too overwhelming. This serves us powerfully. Like I said, our somas are so intelligently designed. But at some point, you're going to find that that trauma response is now hindering you and inhibiting your ability to live life, to lead And that's when we start to get into the trauma work, but that requires those those superficial layers of inner work. We can't get to that until we start to work on these superficial layers that exist as protective mechanisms to keep ourselves safe. Once we start chipping that away, the armor, the identities, we start to meet those different depths of us and our traumas. This is why trauma work can be so multifaceted, multi-layered. It can feel like a really long fucking journey. Trust me, I get it. It can often leave you feeling like, "Oh, like I thought I dealt with this." And that may be true, for sure. But again, there's layers to this work. There's layers to your trauma. So once you peel back one layer of trauma, you're going to encounter another. And once you peel that back, you're going to encounter another and another and another. And it's your choice to see those traumas or not, right? Often people will go into like one ayahuasca ceremony, get their download, purge in the bucket, say, I purged all my traumas in the bucket. I am healed. And then they become super ignorant to seeing or or choose to bypass and not see these other layers of trauma that are now presenting themselves because they've worked through that superficial layer. As with everything, this work is a choice. It's your choice to recognize your traumas. And you can just as easily make a choice to not. You can just as easily make a choice to wear your identity as a protective mechanism and continue to lead with trauma projection because that's what it's going to do when you have unresolved trauma. The trauma is going to be projected in your work, in your service, in your leadership, in all the containers that you create and all the ways in which you serve people, humanity, our collective. Now, most people hide behind layers of identities, layers of labels as an attempt to control how they're being perceived. Yet this within itself is a huge fat trauma response. Our basic human need is to be accepted, to be loved, to feel like we belong somewhere. And so we don't want to disrupt that. So we create these protective mechanisms, these layers. So it's up to you as a leader, as a facilitator, as a practitioner, as a service-based provider to make the choice to humble yourself enough so that you can acknowledge that you still have trauma to face or you can choose to bypass that trauma and lead or serve from the state of projection or reactivity, <laughs> that that is a choice that you get to make. But what you need to understand is your trauma is your responsibility. What happened to you may not be your responsibility, but your trauma and resolving that trauma, that is your responsibility. Your healing is your responsibility. It's okay to have trauma. I'm going to say this again and again and again. It's okay to have trauma. It's okay to have trauma. It doesn't make you any less than what you claim to be. It actually makes you more human to recognize that you have trauma. What's not okay is to continue denying that trauma exists because in doing so you are denying a part of yourself that is desperately seeking your attention. What has yet to be resolved within you is going to be reflected in your leadership the trauma that has yet to be resolved within you is going to be projected into the spaces that you create, even the so-called safe spaces. Leadership comes with responsibility. Space holding comes with responsibility. Facilitating any sort of service for other people comes with a responsibility. People are literally coming to you, trusting you with their lives, with their well-being, with their health. That comes with a responsibility. Nowadays, we're seeing far too many plant medicine facilitators or neo-shamans who are facilitating without proper training. And I don't mean like a three-month Fucking practitioner training in the middle of the Amazon that was created by Americans. I mean, a, plant medicine, it, this is a whole other discussion, but it requires deep reverence and training through a lineage. There are also too many coaches who are coaching without training. And I know that there's this common discussion about, well, you don't need training to be a coach. And I'm here to tell you, you fucking do need training to be a coach because as a coach, you're responsible for someone's life. Giving advice isn't coaching. That is not the art of coaching. And having life experience doesn't make you a coach. I actually talked about this on D- Danny Morell's podcast. Episode 58 was my interview. And what was interesting is he... It became very apparent very soon in that interview that he didn't know anything about me. And he mentioned something like, well, you know, I always tell my clients, like, you don't need a certificate to be a coach. If you have a life experience, you can be a coach. And I chose to argue him on that. Because if someone's coming to you and looking to you as a coach, and you're sitting there, and you have no tools to hold space you have no skill set around coaching you are just giving advice and that is not coaching and that that is is choosing to wear a label or Id- an identity irresponsibly not okay there are also too many non trauma informed practitioners claiming to be trauma informed now you may be trauma aware you may be aware that trauma exists but just because you read a book the body keeps a score doesn't make you trauma informed. Okay. This work comes with a responsibility and it's about fucking time that people started to own this responsibility. Anything less than this is irresponsible leadership. It's irresponsible space holding. It's irresponsible facilitation. Cause again, people are trusting you. They're coming to you for a reason. You have to own the responsibility that comes with holding space for others. You have to own the responsibility that comes with your title. You have to stop viewing clients as dollar signs and as numbers and start viewing the people you serve as humans being on the same journey as you and treat them with the reverence that they deserve. Honor them by doing the work that you need to do on yourself to hold space for them. So that begs me to ask, are you leading? Are you facilitating? Are you practicing your work? Are you serving with unresolved trauma? So I'm going to name off some symptoms of unresolved trauma. There's a lot more, but for this episode, I'm just going to keep it to 12, 12 symptoms of unresolved trauma. Symptom number one, you are performing, you are masking, you are pretending to be something you're not. I go very in-depth on this topic in my book, Potent Leadership. But if you find yourself performing, if you find yourself playing a role, if you find yourself pretending, hiding parts of yourself behind a mask, there is some unresolved trauma that is begging for your attention. The second symptom... Shaming, blaming, that sort of behavior. And whether you're shaming and blaming other people in your following, in your audience online, or shaming and blaming the people around you, or shaming and blaming your clients. Oh my God, that is a sign of unresolved trauma and it shouldn't happen. Symptom number three is reactivity versus responsivity. And I, and a hot, I talked about this earlier. There's far too many people reacting, not enough people responding. It's really fucking easy to react from a triggered place. It truly is. You get triggered and you let that trigger flow through you. You speak too soon. You react too soon. That is reactivity. It takes more courage, more patience, more self-awareness, more self-observation to feel the trigger and then pause and get curious about that trigger. Because that trigger is there to teach you. And from doing so, you will then learn how to respond versus react. Symptom number four is you are closed off to viewing your own faults. It's always someone else's fault, right? It's always your parents' fault or the people who raised you, your client's fault. It's always your client's fault. But it's never your fault. That is a sign of unresolved trauma. There's something there that is begging for your attention, The fifth symptom is leading from a place of fear, leading from a state of fear. So if you find yourself constantly leading or enrolling or um, facilitating anything from this place of fear, from scarcity, from just uh, whatever the fear is, a fear of not being enough, that is a sign of unresolved trauma (laughs) and that is worthy of your attention. Symptom number six is when you feel like you have to pressure your clients into making decisions. Now, as a coach, I will empower my clients to make decisions, but to pressure them, that is not okay. And as I mentioned earlier on, it's good to have timelines. Timelines are are containers and it provides like a clear container for people to know what to expect yeah, just let me know by Monday or let me about know by end of day on Tuesday. That's great. That is a clear container. That is a clear expectation. But to pressure people, like the example I shared with you, well, if you sign up now, it's $7,000. But if you sign up tomorrow, it'll be $10,000. Not okay. There's some unresolved trauma at play here. Symptom number seven, you experience this frequent inability to feel safe. You're always on edge. Now, this is something that can be a little hard to pinpoint because if you're always feeling unsafe, then that's become your norm. So just reflect on how you feel day to day in your spaces, in the spaces that you create, in your service. Do you feel safe? Like, do you feel safe to be you? Do you feel safe in your space? Cuz if you don't, that is a sign of unresolved trauma. Symptom number 8 is constantly seeking the answers from someone else, whether it's a business coach, a psychic, an intuitive, a doctor like something. You're you're con- like it's good to get advice. It's good to have guidance. It's good to have mentors, but if you're constantly seeking answers through other people and not listening within that is a sign of unresolved trauma another sign is um and i know a lot of you will relate to this more doing less being so if you find yourself doing all the time and not being or really uncomfortable with being that's a sign of unresolved trauma The 10th symptom is a resistance to slowing down. Look, I get it as a business owner. Can it feel scary to slow down? Sure. But we go through seasons of, of our lives, of our businesses, and things ebb and flow. And if we're constantly pushing or forcing things, it's not healthy. And often we do so from a place of unresolved trauma. There's something that is driving us to continue to do to continue to push, to continue to force while resisting the pauses and resisting the true desire and need to slow down. We become addicted to busy work. The 11th symptom is obsessing over what other people think or obsessing over how you're perceived. If you're doing this all the time, <laughs> that is a sign of unresolved trauma. And then the 12th symptom is if you encounter frequent dis-ease in the body, so whether it's you get hit with something really hard, like you get the flu often, you get the cold often, you're just sick often, or you have autoimmune issues, or you just deal with general body aches all the time, or something's acting up, your gut's acting up one day, and then this is acting up the next day. If you're dealing with frequent dis-ease in your body, take that as a sign. Your body is literally telling you something. That is a sign of unresolved trauma. So take a moment to reflect, well, actually maybe take more than a moment (laughs) to reflect on your life, on your business, on your servitude, on your leadership. And Be humble enough to notice, to recognize that you are human. And then from there, observe yourself for symptoms of unresolved trauma. Now, again, what you do from here is up to you. You can choose to see the trauma and continue doing what you're doing, or you can choose to see the trauma and then make the choice to address the trauma by working at the root uncovering the root of these symptoms. I encourage you to do the latter, (laughs) to choose to see the trauma and choose to address the trauma at the root, to choose to work on it. I've been in this space for so long. I've been coaching since 2014 and I've been on my own personal journey since 2012. That was really, 2012 is really when I started facing my traumas for the first time. And sure. There were times in my journey where I felt like I was healed and became a little ignorant to the fact that perhaps I have some more shit to work on. And then I started to practice more humility in my leadership and in my being and understood life as a journey. And that's what I'm encouraging you to do is understand that life is a journey. That your leadership is a journey, that your servitude is a journey, that we are here to just constantly grow and evolve and deepen ourselves and deepen our work and work through all these layers that come with being human. That's all I'm encouraging you to do. Because once you put yourself on a pedestal, once you acquire so much pride that you lose the ability to truly see that you are human beneath labels, beneath the identities, you are cutting yourself off from a piece of yourself. You are disconnecting from a huge part of your life experiences, which is your trauma. And within that trauma, once you begin to resolve that trauma within you, you start to become equipped with more tools, with more skills, with a deepened presence, with more wisdom. It strengthens you as a leader and as a space holder and as a service provider. So here are some ways that you can work on your trauma. And again, trauma is is all about mind-body. So talk therapy alone isn't going to do it. Body work alone isn't going to do it. There is a mind-body connection and that needs to be addressed as a whole. So if we start with just like the very, very basics, healthy eating and healthy living, why is this a big deal? Because if you feel like shit, that's only going to amplify the trauma. That's only going to put you in a more reactive state. So start by cleaning up your lifestyle, by cleaning up your eating. My simple rule for anyone just getting started is eat real whole foods. Okay. Just eat, Some real fucking whole foods, some real veggies, some real uh, fruit, some real like organic grass-fed meats. Keep away from sugar, refined sugar, limit your grains. Just stay away from processed foods and start to clean up your lifestyle, right? So if you're tending to push yourself a lot, have a lot of late nights to early of the morning, start to Close the gap on that and offer your body what it needs. More rest, more water, more space. Movement is the other really easy thing to incorporate. These are like the basics, okay? Healthy eating, living, and movement. What I mean by movement is start to get back into your body. So when you are living with unresolved trauma, it's really easy to be out of your body. A lot of people with trauma are living outside of themselves. They're not connected to their bodies. Movement is a really powerful way to gain access to your body. And you can choose what the movement is. I don't give a fuck. Whether it's working out at the gym, joining CrossFit, yoga, running, whatever it is, okay? Just start to move your body, even a walk around the block, just start to move your body. Now we get into, um, a a piece that most people have resistance to, because it can be, if you're wearing a lot of different identities, it can be hard to open up, but you've got to surround yourself with people that you truly feel safe being around. So if you look at the people in your life that you spend a lot of time with, do you truly feel safe being around them? Do you feel safe to be you? Do you feel seen by them, heard by them, understood, acknowledged? Do you feel safe? Really important when you get into this work to start to surround yourself with people you feel safe to be around. Now, like I said, trauma work isn't just talk therapy and it's not just body work. So trauma-informed therapy, super, super important. Trauma informed body work, very important. And yes, this exists. Okay. Um, Trauma informed breath work, breath work is amazing for getting into your bodies but it's also something that can reactivate trauma and re-traumatize people. There are so many different breath patterns and a lot of schools of breathwork will only teach certain ones that are really activating, but the more activating a breathwork pattern is, the more likely the chances of reactivating trauma in the body. So working with trauma-informed breathwork patterns and breathwork practitioners, super important. Somatic experiencing therapy, this is super interesting. You can just Google it, but you can find somatic experiencing therapists all over the world, very beneficial. Um, Plant medicine, but I'm going to say this with a caveat, okay? Plant medicine with trauma-informed facilitators who serve with reverence and responsibility. And what I mean by that is not the neo-shamans. It's not the pill layering in a room full of people high on different fucking things. It's real... Skilled, trained facilitators who have devoted themselves to this path. It's not a side gig. They are in touch with the lineage of the medicine that they're serving. They understand the responsibility that comes with these types of spaces. Now, if you want to learn more about this, I go, I talk more in depth in episodes number uh, 248 and 270 of Potent Truth. And then if you go back on my YouTube channel, episodes 155 and 157, for some reason, those episodes and all the episodes before that are no longer on Spotify and iTunes. It's such a bummer, but they're on YouTube. Okay, so on YouTube episodes 155 and 157 and then on Spotify and iTunes and all other their podcast platforms, episodes 248 and 270, that will be in the show notes. Um, but I go more in depth on responsibility that comes with plant medicine and um, really signs on uh, red flags for plant medicine facilitators you should not sit with and how to find the right facilitator. With all that being said, trauma projection in leadership is a really rampant issue. It's happening more often than it needs to. And it's coming from this place of ego, from the pedestal-based leadership, which I talk about in my book, Potent Leadership. Your title comes with a responsibility. Your leadership comes with a responsibility. Your facilitation comes with a responsibility. Facilitating spaces for other people to come into comes with a responsibility. Your trauma is your responsibility. And trauma projection is damaging our collective and re-traumatizing the people around you. So do your part. Choose to own the responsibility that comes with your title. Choose to work on your trauma. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Potent Truth, where I am taking you on a journey to challenge illusion and lead with sovereignty. If you have yet to grab a copy of my book, head to PotentLeadership.com and grab yours today. You can also download Potent Leadership on Audible. Be sure to download a few episodes and drop a rating and review on iTunes and on Spotify. And if you want to connect with me on social media, my handle is at IamRuby. I tend to frequent Instagram more than any. Anything else? If you prefer something more personal, just text hashtag potent truth to one seven eight one three three six zero one six zero to start receiving weekly potent reminders as well as gain the ability to text with me directly. Thank you so much for being part of the potent truth movement. I truly appreciate your presence here. Make sure you check back on Monday for a brand new episode of potent truth. Aho, leaders.